Chapter Twenty Nine of Nobody's Man by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty Nine. Nora returned to the room as Miller left. I don't know whether you wanted me to go, she said to Dartrey, but I cannot sit and listen to that man talk. I try to keep myself free from prejudices, but there are exceptions miller is my pet one tell me exactly what he came about something disagreeable i am sure they told her but she declined to take the matter seriously a position like this is necessarily disagreeable she argued but i have confidence in mr tallente remember this article was written nine years ago stephen and though for twenty-four hours it may make things unpleasant i feel sure that it won't do nearly the harm you imagine and think what a confession to make that man who aims at being a cabinet minister sits here in this room and admits that he bribed mr tallente's secretary with five thousand pounds to steal the manuscript out of his safe how do you think that will go down with the public a certain portion of the public i am afraid tallente said gravely will say that i discovered the theft and killed palliser kill palliser nora repeated incredulously i never heard such rubbish palliser certainly disappeared on the evening of the day when he parted with the manuscript to miller tallente went on and has never been seen or heard of since but there must be some explanation of that dartrey observed there was a short silence significant of a curious change in the atmosphere tallente's silence grew to possess a queer significance the ghost of rumours to which neither had ever listened suddenly forced its way back into the minds of the other two dartrey was the first to collect himself tallente he said as a private person i have no desire to ask you a single question concerned with your private life but we have come to something of a crisis it is necessary that i should know the worst is there anything else miller could bring up against you to the best of my belief nothing tallente replied calmly that is not sufficient dartrey persisted have you any knowledge tallente which the world does not share of the disappearance of this man palliser it is inevitable that if you discovered his treachery there should have been hard words did you have any scene with him do you know more of his disappearance than the world knows i do tallente replied you shall share that knowledge with me to a certain extent i had another cause for quarrel with palliser to which i do not choose to refer but on my arrival home that night i summoned him from the house and led him to an open space i admit that i chose a primitive method of inflicting punishment upon a traitor i intended to thrash palliser a course of action in which i ask you dartrey to believe as a man of honour i was justified i struck too hard and palliser went over the cliff neither nora nor dartrey seemed capable of speech tallente's cool precise manner of telling his story seemed to have an almost paralyzing effect upon them afterwards tallente continued i discovered the theft of that document a faithful servant of mine and i searched for palliser's body risking our lives in vain as it turns out in the hope of recovering the manuscript 
the body was neither in the bay below nor hung up anywhere on the cliff one of two things then must have happened either palliser's body must have been taken out by the tide which flows down the bristol channel in a curious way and will never now be recovered or he made a remarkable escape and decided under all the circumstances to make a fresh start in life nora came suddenly over to tallente's side she took his arm and somehow or other the strained look seemed to pass from his face dear friend she said this is very painful for you i know but your other cause of quarrel with palliser you will forgive me if i ask was it about your wife it was tallente replied you are just the one person in the world nora in whom i am glad to confide to that extent she turned to dartrey stephen she said either palliser is dead and his death can be brought to no one's door or he is lying hidden and there is no one to blame you can wipe that out of your mind can you not all that we shall have to consider now is the real effect upon the members of our party as a whole if this article is published have you a copy of it dartrey asked tallente shook his head i haven't but if a certain suspicion i have formed is true i might be able to get you one in any case dartrey don't come to any decision for a day or two if it is for the good of the party for you to throw me overboard you must do it and i can assure you i'll take the plunge willingly on the other hand if you want me to fight i'll fight dartrey smiled it is extraordinary he said how one realizes more and more as time goes on how inhuman politics really are the greatest principle in life the principle of sticking to one's friends has to be discarded i shall take you at your word tallente i am going to consider only what i think would be best for the welfare of the democratic party and in the meantime we'll just go on as though nothing had happened if horlock approaches me tallente began he can go out either on a vote of confidence or on an adverse vote on any of the three bills next week dartrey said we don't want to drive them out like a flock of sheep they can go out waving banners and blowing tin horns if they like but they're going it's time the country was governed and the country after all is the only thing that counts i am sorry to send you back to work tallente in such a state of uncertainty but i know it will make no difference to you strike where you can and strike hard our day is coming and i tell you honestly i can't believe nothing would make me believe that you won't be in at the death don't forget that we meet tonight in charles street tallente reminded them as he shook hands trust nora dartrey replied she has been looking forward to it every day i now tallente said as he took up his hat and stick am going to confront an editor you're going to try and get me a copy of the article tallente nodded i am going to try if my suspicions are correct you shall have it in twenty-four hours tallente however spent a somewhat profitless morning and it was only by chance in the end that he succeeded in his quest he strolled into the lounge at the sheridan club to find the man he sought the centre of a little group greetings were exchanged cocktails drunk and as soon as an opportunity occurred tallente drew his quarry on one side 
greening he said if you are not in a hurry could i have a word with you before lunch by all means the other replied we'll go into the smoking-room they strolled off together followed by more than one pair of curious eyes an interview between the editor of the daily journal having the largest circulation in great britain and talent possible dictator of a new party in politics was not without its dramatic interest talent wasted no words as soon as they had entered the smoking-room and found it empty do you mind talking shop greening he asked i've been down to your place twice this morning but couldn't find you go ahead the other invited i had to go round to downing street and then on to see the chief sorry you had a fruitless journey i will be quite frank with you talent went on what i am going to suggest to you is pure guesswork a political opponent if i can dignify the fellow with such a term has in his possession an article of mine which i wrote some years ago during the war i have been given to understand that he means to obtain publication of it for the purpose of undermining my position with the labor party has he brought it to you he has greening answered briefly are you going to use it we are the article is in type now it won't be out for a day or two when it does we look upon it as the biggest political scoop of this decade i protest to you formally talent said against the publication by a respectable journal of a stolen document greening shook his head won't do talent he replied we have had a meeting and decided to publish the best i can do for you is to promise that we will publish unabridged any comments you may have to make upon the matter on the following day i have always understood that there is such a thing as a journalistic conscience talent persisted can you tell me what possible justification you can find for making use of stolen material the journalistic conscience is permitted some latitude in these matters green answered dryly we are not publishing for the sake of any pecuniary benefit or even for the kudos of a scoop we are publishing because we want to do our best to drive you out from amongst the democrats did horlock say miller to you talent inquired greening shook his head once more i cannot answer that sort of question i will say as much as this in our justification we stand for sane politics and your defection from the ranks of sane politicians has been very seriously felt we look upon this opportunity of weakening your present position with the democratic party as a matter of political necessity personally i am very sorry talent to do an unfriendly action but i can only say like the schoolmaster before he canes a refractory pupil that it is for your own good i should prefer to remain the arbiter of my own destiny talent observed dryly i suppose you fully understand that that noxious person miller paid my defaulting secretary five thousand pounds for that manuscript my dear fellow if your pocket had been picked in the street of that manuscript and it had been brought to us we should still have used it was the frank reply talent stared gloomily out of the window then i suppose there is nothing more to be said he wound up nothing sorry talent but the chief is absolutely firm he looks upon you as the monkey pulling the chestnuts out of the fire for the labor party and he has made up his mind to send your paws the democrats will rule this country before many years have passed talent said earnestly whether your chief likes it or not isn't it better to have a reasonable 
and moderate man like myself of influence in their councils than to have to deal with miller and his lot greening shrugged his shoulders and glanced at the clock orders are orders he declared and even if i disbelieved in the policy of the paper i couldn't afford to disobey come and lunch Tallant. can i have a proof of the article by all means was the prompt reply shall i send it to your rooms or here send it directly to stephen dartrey at the house of commons i see greening murmured thoughtfully and then a council of war eh don't forget our promise tallente we'll publish your counterblast whatever the consequences tallente sighed it isn't decided yet he said as they made their way towards the luncheon-room whether there is to be a counterblast End of chapter 29